Apple presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Aaliyah King, and tonight's guest, Faith Evans. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Thank you guys for coming out. Um, did, did he introduce you? Yes. Okay. I want to just remind everyone, this is Aaliyah King, who was the co-author of my very well-received New York Times best-selling yes. memoir, Keep the Faith. Um, and she is a great girl. And I love working with her, so um, I thought it would be great for her to do the moderating for this event tonight. Love it. Thank you. All right, let's get started. So the first thing I want to ask you about is the R&B Divas album. It was a top 10 hit on both the R&B charts and the independent chart. Now, were you expecting that kind of response and that kind of success with this project? Because this is a little bit different for you. Um, you know what? Uh, you never know what to expect. So I can't say that, um, that I knew whether people would you know, I knew people would love the music because I, you know, I, I know I got a great ear for music, and I and I feel like there was a need for good R&B music. Um, so I was hoping and praying that that people would love the album as much as as I did, um, but I didn't know. Right now, how involved were you in the song picking process? Oh, very much involved. Um, myself and my A and R slash. Uh, co-EP on the album, Jeremiah Thomas, he, you know, he would give, give me songs to listen to and say, hey, I think this would be good for Kiki, or I think this sounds good for Mo. Um, some of the records, um, you know, the girls had already been working on projects, and I heard a couple of the songs, and I felt like the, the message in the records, like the Monifa song, She's Me, Selena Stonewall, they just kind of fit the whole theme of, of the record, just being, being a strong woman. So, um, you know, that was the case, and, and that was the case with, with those two songs. But um, otherwise, yeah, I was, I was very much, you know, me and Jeremiah picked all the songs. Awesome. Now, proceeds from the album are going to the Whitney Houston Academy in my hometown of East Orange, New Jersey. And of course, it's very close to your hometown as well. How did you guys choose this school and do you have any idea what the donations might do for the school? Well, um, when, when we were working on the album, um, I knew that I wanted it to do something, not only honor Whitney's memory, but to give back. So initially I thought it would probably be the Whitney Houston Foundation, which I had done some you know, stuff for back in the day with Whitney, um, but they weren't up and running at the time. And a friend of mine, um, the artist Sharifa, she happened to be visiting me in Atlanta when I was recording, and she was like, you know, you should, what about the school? Because she went there. And I was like, I hadn't even, I didn't even know about it. And at, it just, it, it was just God's timing because I was trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do? You know, people, you know, like, I don't, I'm not going to just give money to her family who, who said they need money. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? If they did, I would totally do that. But I mean, it's not like they were out raising money. You know what I mean? Um, so I was like, you know what, that's great because music in schools played such a huge part in my life growing up and, you know, it's not as, as available as it was um, back then. So for this school to cater to the arts and to, to actually bear her name, I thought it was a great way to honor her memory as well as give back to the community Absolutely. and support the arts in schools. Absolutely. Okay, so it's not easy to release well-received albums for 20 years. This is your 20th year in this business. 
You have seen it all, and you've seen a lot of artists come and go. Um, what do you think has helped you remain so prolific? There's not a lot of artists that can say, I've been consistent for 20 years. Well, I think that it is um, definitely, first and foremost, God, because I don't really have a real theory to, you know, how to stay consistent or how to still be relevant. <laughs> I think the fact that I totally... Um, you know, I just really feel like my fans enjoy me doing what it is they've always enjoyed. So I don't really try to switch it up and just throw a curveball. I mean, I I'll try different sounds and different writers and producers, but there's just something about, I think, what I add to a record. Maybe it's my arrangements and, you know, I, I have a pretty, pretty well-rounded um, musical palette. So that seems to be what my fans enjoy in any way that I choose to give it to them. So I just try and do what it is I feel in my heart and, and hope that they still riding with me, which, you know, they seem to be. Ain't that right, Shanklin? <laughs> okay. What about, I see you're on Twitter. How do you feel At about the, the social media aspect of it? Is it a little hard to get used to? Um... It was an adjustment for me, and, and you know, I'm not on there all the time, right. but I do think it's a great tool to be able to tell people about what you're doing, like tonight, you know? I know um, a lot of people heard about this via Twitter and, and other social networks, so I mean, you know, I, I try my best to stay um, in tune and stay in touch with my fans. I, you know, some of them I end up actually getting con staying in contact with beyond Twitter. You know, we meet and and you know, you know, just to try and be. Sometimes they might need a word of advice or just want to ask you a question. It might really mean the world to them. So, you know, to be able to do those things where you may not otherwise be able to ever meet that person, that's that's a great thing. Is there anything in the digital era that you just like? You know what, y'all y'all can have that. I'm not ready. <laughs> Is there like, you know, I don't know, some kind of program, app, something that you... Um, Instagram. I'm not mm. on Instagram. Okay. okay. I don't really have the extra time to just, you know, take right. pictures all the time. That's okay. all. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I guess it's fun and people could be doing much worse things than posting <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I'm going to give you about three months and... Oh, I won't be on you'll be Don't on... you worry. No? no? You sure? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about the show. R&B Divas set a record for TV One. The premiere was the highest rated show in TV One history. Um, they had nearly a million viewers on the premiere Thank night. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Why do you think audiences connected so well with the show? Um, and shout out to Nikki Gilbert in the house, who's She's my here. friend and co-EP and co-creator of R&B Divas. But um, I think the fact that we stuck to our hearts, we, we wanted to do something different, which was a gamble because there's so many shows and, and people were already choosing to watch other shows. So trying to do something where it doesn't always end in drama or a fight or, you know, a threat. Um, we, we knew that that's what we wanted to represent. Um, we didn't want us, I, I, I know I wasn't about to be looking crazy on TV. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, I just, I couldn't, I can't do that. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that people chose to watch it and, and people appreciated that. Right. Um, you know, so I guess that there are good people who want to see positive things, you right. know, <laughs> take place, you know, but yet they still enjoy, you know, going on the ride with us on our personal uh, journeys and, and our careers and stuff, which you get a lot of that in the show, but it's about the resolution and the helping each other come through our situations or being that um, person to give the advice to the to your sister because you know that's really what that was what it was about when we created created it and so it's a blessing that people did like that and, right. and want to see it and right. that we got picked up for a second season nice very nice very nice 
Um, I have to be really honest with you. When we um, were talking and you were telling me about the show, I was like, oh my goodness, I just couldn't see it. I was, because, you know, reality TV, not that you don't have it in you, because we know you do, but I didn't think, I was wondering, how is this going to play out on TV? Are people ready to see positivity in a reality show? And you proved that they are. Um, do you think that can continue with you know other, with other mm. shows now that they see that you don't have to throw glasses and beat people up? Um, I hope so. I mean, I'm working on developing a few other reality shows that... Um, you know, although they're not about R and B singers, but you know, I don't I don't wanna be a part of something that that just results in negativity or just craziness and train wreck mm -hmm. train wreck T V, mm -hmm. I guess you mm -hmm. could say. Mm -hmm. Um and I really hope so. And I really hope that it continues <laughs> this year on our show. I mean, you know, um, I must say that, you know, when people see shows and, and you know, they always hear people saying something about editing and I mean there that is that that does exist, you know. We even being a co uh, a executive producer and co creator of a show, you don't have the last say mm -hmm. in everything. Um, mm -hmm. The network has the final approval. And how and, do you handle you know, that? Is that frustrating? It's frustrating um, at times. We've definitely had situations where we've kind of had to, you know, really kind of like go to bat for each other. Right. Like, look, that's right. you know, this is not what we wanted. Right. I mean, not not in the sense of there was negative things that I did or that you know any person did, but just the direction of the show. Right. You know, certain things, you get nervous because you're like, uh-uh, that's going to only, only thing that can happen right, right. there. Right. I'm right. one of those right. people, like, right. let's nip it in the bud before. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And that has happened sometimes, okay. you know. I'm just praying that, you know, it, the positivity will continue. Anything that I'm involved in, any scene I'm in, you know, I'm not going to be a part of the craziness. Gotcha. But gotcha. who knows what's going to happen when I'm not there. So You can't speak for everybody. You can only speak for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we have Latasha Scott and Angie Stone that are going to be on the new season of R&B Divas, um, which is awesome. What do you think they're going to bring to the show? Um, well, having... I. I haven't known both of them for a while. It's been a while since I've seen Tasha until we recently started production. But she's such a sweetheart. She's like very laid back, calm, and you know, kind of just easy going. Um, she reminds me a lot of myself mm -hmm. in that sense. Mm -hmm. Angie is, <laughs> Auntie Angie, honey. <laughs> it's another she's story. She's gonna tell you like it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and so she brings a certain feistiness and a certain wisdom that we all respect. Right. Um, you know, she brings that. And, and you know, um, I look forward to people enjoying just kind of catching up with them and, and seeing what's going on in their lives too. Okay, awesome. What is your biggest challenge for the show right now? Is there anything that you just really like, I need this to work out properly? I think what we just talked about, just about making editing. sure that the show stays um, on a positive note. Um, you know, and, and in TV, they they want you to, you know, come back after the commercial and have a cliffhanger. And so sometimes they may think that, oh, if we make it, you know, a crazy scene and people think there's going to be something going on and then it may not really result in drama. But I'm like, I don't think you have no. to do that to right. have good TV. Right. Um, you know, look at T.I. and Tiny show, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um... I know that it can be done, but you know, I don't it's I don't run everything. It's not my final say, it's not Nikki's final say, but what we can do is stick to our guns and you know, try as producers to always make sure that when our opinion is asked and respected that, you know, that that's what we're telling them, which right. is, that ain't going to change. Well, I was, we can't control other people. No, Let's you just can't. That. You can't. 
I was curious today, and I looked up your discography on iTunes. You have released seven full-length albums, including R&B Divas and your holiday collection. How have you grown as an artist since 1993, and what do you plan to do for the next decade to keep growing? Um, as an artist, I have grown in the sense that um, I am, I own myself, <laughs> number one. I mean, I, I'm definitely way, way more of a business person. I mean, I better be after 20 years, you know, in the game. And to still be able to be here and have people listening to my music and caring about what I'm doing and what I have to say, um, you know, I know that that's a, that's a, God put me here for a reason. I have a responsibility. So, um, you know, I'm just gonna con continue making great music. I'm, I'm working on a lot of TV and film stuff. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll, to continue to build on all the talents that I have, because it does extend way beyond being able to sing and, and write a song. You know, I'll I, I be having a million ideas, so I promise myself that I'm gonna start actually really trying to make them happen, as opposed to, oh, I got this great idea, and then writing it all out and okay. not taking the yes. meetings, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's my goal, too, you know, to just see a lot more of my um, projects that I want to do, um, films included, just kind of take form. And my next memoir, which we about to be working right on soon. Right now, girl, just <laughs> give me the call. My next book, rather, <laughs> it's not a memoir, but. Um, how are you juggling life right now? You have a lot of stuff going on, family life, music life, how do you get it to intersect right? Because it's hard, it's very hard to balance those things. It is hard, um, but it's only hard when I think about it and say, hey, I guess it is hard. But, you know, because I'm so used to just keeping just it moving go. and you got to do it. And, right, right. You know, um, I don't know. I just pray and just, you know, believe that God is going to help me figure it out. He and always he does. I mean, you know, and I, of course, keeping positive people and people that you can depend on that, you know, we're, we're, that are part of your team. You right. know, it's not about money. It's not about, you know. These are people who just care things. about People you. that just kind of help you make it happen. So, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think that if you try and, and, and be a good person, good things come to you. And that's something that I definitely try to, you know, I, I try, I'm just, you know, I try and think about other people and be considerate and polite and, you know, try and help people when I can. So I don't really worry too much about, you about know, balance. yeah, I don't worry about it. You know, I think I worry more about when that check is going to come so I can pay the mortgage. But <laughs> right, 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 right. But everything else is cool. Yeah. I'm sure that out there tonight, there are people who want to be in this business, want to be sitting in this chair with that microphone in their hand. What do you say? Because it's just it's very different than when you started and the market is very crowded and there's a lot more people who are competing for the same stuff. What do you say? How do you make yourself stand out? Hmm, that is an excellent question. And you know, I don't I don't I probably I don't know if I have the sufficient answer for everyone, but um I think you got to just be consistent. I mean, you know, in terms of I mean, before I had a record deal, I know, you know, even if I wasn't supposed to be there, I tried to be around music and singing somewhere all the time mm -hmm. and you know, just just to get my feel of it, you know, in in every way I could. Um I think that you know, with these days, it is very easy to be heard. It's so easy to get your stuff heard and to get out there. It may not be as easy to secure some multi-million dollar deal if, you know, those really even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think you got to be true to yourself, number one. And before any of that, I think that if God is not, you know, guiding your heart and your spirit and your decisions, then, you know, 
or whatever your higher power that you look to for positive reinforcement, um, then you know that's that's probably going to end up being a problem. Okay, <laughs> I, that, I agree. Um, going back to the album just briefly, one of your songs, which we all know and love, "Soon as I Get Home." Um, which is one of my favorites, is on the album. How did you choose that particular one? What was it about that track where you said, I need to, this is, this is it? Well, Soon As I Get Home is one of my, probably one of my most popular songs. Um, and my fans have always asked for a live album, you know, and I, I was been planning on doing one, haven't gotten around to it mm -hmm, yet. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I said on this project it would be nice to, include a couple of, of live versions. We actually want to, we're going to do a few more and, okay. you know, then we have to finish the record and get right. it mixed. But um, I just thought that being that that was one from my first album, number one, and I mean, so many people know and love that record. Mm -hmm. You know, I just thought that would be a great one to test the waters with the live thing. I mean, not so much even test the waters because I knew that they wanted it. And when I perform it live, I it's always, just, you know, yeah. enjoy performing it. So... Um, I thought that would just be something that they would they would appreciate. Absolutely, and I think they did. Can we agree on that? I think so. Now, I know I've talked to you a million times over the past five years, and it's hard to answer this question, as it is for other people I've interviewed, but if you had to sing one of your songs, just one, forever, for the rest of your career, you can only choose one of your all your songs, which one is it gonna be? And I know you're going to say, they're all my baby, and I love them oh, all. Oh, wow. Um, it would either be Soon As I Get Home, oh, wow, or Tears of Joy, I think. Mm. Yeah. Which is on the new album, Faith <laughs> Evans, R&B Divas. Which, which you can download on iTunes yes, whenever you, you get can. ready. It's available digitally. Yeah. Um, okay. So you give advice. You have this amazing career. You have this amazing family. What else? What do you need? Do you feel like this is it? I have every single thing that I need? Like you were talking about the live album, which I, you know, I'm sure that's going to happen. Is there another project like that, you know, like a live album that you're like, I really need to accomplish this. This is a goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm far from fulfilled with you know the things that I've accomplished I there's some things that I'm gonna do that God is gonna do for me let me say uh, that I I don't even know about yet you know mm -hmm. so um but the things that I write in my view and that are on my mind you know not only a live album I need to do a gospel album I'm gonna do a couple of alternate genre albums um you know I, I have so many ideas would you do an album of covers Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. do a, you know, a, a duets album mm -hmm. with all guys. Mm. <laughs> I like this. I, I have a lot of different ideas, um, you know, but I just tend to try and, you know, I, I don't like to be overwhelmed or to commit to something and can't really see it through. Mm -hmm. So I might, you know, put little things out there, put a bunch of stuff on the on the uh, fire and see which one bubbles first. That's usually kind of how I do it. Like this book thing, I've, you know, if, if my meetings go well and I get a book deal, you know, next week, then... You know, then you call me and we, <laughs> we get ready. Right. Right. Exactly. Working on a book first. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, the one of the things that I, I that I have noticed about you, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the things that you haven't really added to your repertoire is bringing other people out. Like Faith Evans presents this person. Is that on purpose? Did it just not happen that way, or is that a plan? Well, um, it it's definitely on purpose. Because 
number one, I'm very, very, I would much rather be the one to help guide someone in the right direction and go on my way. I mean, and, and not even, you know, even if you still want me to guide you, that's fine. But I, I'm not one to want to take the helm of somebody's like career like mm -hmm. that's just you know because if it if it don't work out and it, and it ain't my fault like i don't want you to be mad right. at me right like i'm just really you know nervous about that but i feel like i've done that in so many ways there's a lot of people that i've you know saw or you know uh recognize their talent and whether it be a writer producer or you know people like and not even saying so much like i'm taking responsibility for where they are but i mean if i see something in someone and and I can help them get to the next level. I, by all means, do that, you know? Um, you know, for example, like Missy Elliott back in the day. Missy was always dope. Missy was dope way before she met me, but I remember when she used to play her cassettes and go in the other room. She'll give me a cassette tape to listen to some songs she wrote and go in the other room like she didn't want to be there when mm -hmm. I listened to it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, this is, like, you know what I'm saying? But to be able to... At that time, she looked up to me. She was like, oh my God, Faith Evans like this. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, that means something. That means that I did play a part in her life in being a positive reinforcement and saying, yo, this is dope. You know, I wish you the best. Keep doing what you're doing. She was at my house when she got a few of the calls to come I and remember. do some of her major, yep. you know, um, well, work that she's you. done. So, Absolutely. you know, um, and again, that's not me taking credit at all for Missy's success, so please don't take it the wrong way. But I mean, I've done things like that in, in, in even with writers, you know, allowing people to be a part of my projects and teaching them how to get their publishing together and kind of just helping them to go in the right direction. You know, that means a lot sometimes to people. So and, you, you want to be a little bit more behind the scenes than... Yeah, I, I don't really want to... Understandable. I don't, not yet. Understandable. <laughs> not yet. Understandable. All right. I, I don't want to take up everybody's time. I'm sure that we have some people in the audience who might want to ask a question. Yeah, I have a question. Um, you, you know, you've done collaborations with people like, you know, rappers like Freeway, Ja Rule, and et cetera. Is there anyone that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to work with in the future? Um, you mean hip-hop artists? Yeah, sure. Um, well, um, Common is somebody who... who I've always wanted to work with um, Andre 3000. I think he's nice. amazing, but you know, I don't know if that'll happen in this lifetime. <laughs> All right. Shout out to my family from Jersey in here. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Faith. My Hi. name is Linwood. Uh, your voice is amazing. Thank you. And I read your book, and you know I follow you, so I know that you're inspired by the Clark sisters, primarily Karen Clark Shared. And she has this famous thing she does with her voice. She, it's called the echo. I wonder if do, you know how to do that, because I know you. You're, she's one of your vocal, your vocal inspirations. Like, can you do the echo? I don't know. You don't know? I may have done it before and didn't know that. I, I don't know. I think I know what you're talking about, but I mean, I don't, I don't knowledgeably do it that I know of. I don't think, right? I don't think so. But I know what you're talking about. There's many things that she does that I wouldn't, I, I can't do, trust me, so. I thought he was about to say, can you uh, try out a little echo right now? I was like, whoa, I see. Hi, thank you, Faith. Uh, I respect and appreciate what you've created. Thank My question you. comes from being a songwriter and trying to negotiate lyrics and messages. How do you go about making the decisions, knowing the impact that it'll have on people, or what advice would you have for a songwriter and an artist? Um, 
about you know your word selection, your choices, your messages, what to put out or what not to, regardless of the pressure or the influences? Well, I think being a creative person, um, you know, it's probably difficult to try and fil- you know tell to try and uh, what's the word I'm looking for filter or you know it, it's hard to be judgmental when it comes to creativity. Put it like that. Me personally, my way is one way, but someone else's way of getting a point across may be different. You know, um, so I think it's really a personal thing who your audience is. You know as crazy as it is, you know, I mean, Biggie, for example, I mean, (laughs) many of his lyrics would not be considered positive or, but, you know, that doesn't take away from the fact that he was talking about real things that really happened, and he actually did touch many people and connected with them. Um, So, I mean, I think that that's also an example of the power of music, you know, the power of music, how it, it, it connects with people in many different ways, and, you know, it's not, it's not always a pretty picture or nice words, you know what I mean? So I think it, it all depends on the individual. You're welcome, thank you. Yeah, I oh. think we have... My mother has a question. <laughs> <laughs> How soon are we gonna have to wait before we get a gospel album? You know I ask all the time. <laughs> well, mother. Um, I want to do a gospel album really bad, but I want to, I, I don't know, I really want to wait until I just feel like, um, I, I just don't feel like now is the time. I, I really don't. I've wanted to do it probably two albums ago, but then, you know, something may have happened and I had to do this thing at that moment. But I mean, I don't, I don't feel like now is the time. I just feel like, um, you know, I have a, a few more things to do because... You know, when I do it, there may be a testimony in a song that comes from something that I've yet to do. But I I haven't felt in my gut that right now is the time. I just don't feel that right now. But I will do one. But I still feel the spirit of the Lord. Yes, gospel album or not, you know, I'm I'm still very much in touch with (laughs) the way I grew up, which is, you know, just... Not so much about the four walls of the church, but just, you know, the good, the good, being a good person and trying to, you know, be an example and knowing that you are an example, whether you want to be or not. Um, you know, just trying to make sure I'm careful about, you know, like her question, kind of what it is um, I present to people and how I present it. So I think we have time for one more or. Hi, Faith. Hello. I just wanted to say, first and foremost, um, thank you because your first couple albums, even up to today, have gotten me through so many tough times, so many times where I wanted to cry, or it was a struggle, or it was problems with men, or school, or whatever. So I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) My second question is, um, I seen you on a couple tribute, you know, um, performances on like Soul Train to Anita Baker, which I have to tell you, you killed it and you burnt it down. Thank you. But I wanted to know out of all of the tribute concerts that you were involved in, what was your favorite? Um, wow. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the UNCF performance recently, that was one of my favorites. It wasn't a tribute. I don't think that was a tribute concert. Um, so to actually really answer your question, I think that would be probably back in the day when I did the Walk of Fame for Patti LaBelle. 
because that was, um, I don't know, for some reason, I, it may not have even been my best, best vocal performance, but I just remember that night. It was, it was we had a, a, a lot of fun, and it was like my first time really um, hanging out with Jill Scott, and I was already in awe of her. So I don't know, I just, that was a, a memorable um, night that I did a tribute. That was definitely one of them. Thank you. Hi, my name is Justin Hunt. I'm a big fan, Faith. Thank you. How you and, doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, we hear a lot about how technology has made things so much easier for aspiring artists of all types. You'll need to carry your records around if you're a DJ, for example. But the human voice, that doesn't seem to adjust with technology. You've been performing... That depends on who you ask. Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> this might be halfway to my answer. 20 years in, seven albums. You're one of the most respected singers in my lifetime oh, how wow. how much you. yeah how much time and effort do you still have to put in into maintaining your voice so that it still sounds so crisp after all these years i do not i, I will admit i definitely don't take care of my voice like i should like if somebody that was if i hired somebody to tell me you know all the things i'm doing right and wrong i know i would be in trouble um but i don't believe it or not i don't really sing a lot like, I don't sing around the house all the time, and, you know, I have, like, so much stuff to do all the time, so I don't really sing a lot. Um, but when I am getting ready to sing, I have my whole regimen, and, you know, um, you know, gargling with salt and hot water is probably my number one thing that I do because it seems to kind of help out in a clutch, like, real quick, right before I go on stage, and I just don't talk to anybody for like the 10 minutes before I go on. But, um, you know, I think that's probably my, my number one thing that I do to take care of my voice. I don't really do exercises like I should. I'm the worst <laughs> to be a singer. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, it's, it still sounds pretty good, I think. I think my voice sounds better. <laughs> but I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I've told myself I'm going to also start trying to like, do it throughout the week as opposed to just when I have to sing, you know? So maybe, maybe I'll sound even better next time. <laughs>